0: everybody. This is pop culture critic John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom reviews the Amazon Prime series Modern Love. Let's bring Mom in now. Why don't we? Hi, Mom.
1: Hi, Johnny. How are you?
0: I'm good. Uh exciting weekend for me. I had my big piano recital.
1: Yes. Uh it and went. Do you have a big recording contract now?
0: Yeah, you know it. The it's just a bunch of students that my teacher uh teaches and one special guest student who somehow uh wormed her way into the concert. I don't really know how, but uh good for her. And it's at the uh, Steinway showroom out in Hinsdale, which uh, is about an hour's drive, Mom, from where I am. Uh, It's uh, like a southwest suburb of the city, I think. And uh, it's a bit of a hike out there. So not the biggest crowd. And, you know, usually they pack to the rafters for a uh, Sunday afternoon classical piano recital. But this time, yeah, yeah, there were some empty seats is all I'm going to (laughs) say. But I played my uh, Haydn Sonata and um, it went well. I did um, slip up in the first phrase, which I've played uh, a thousand times. And wow. maybe, you know, I've never, I maybe I've never even made a mistake, this particular mistake ever. You know, even the first time I read it off the page. Um, but I, I had no option but not to care. So it was a kind of a good lesson. And in retrospect, I'm kind of I kind of appreciate what came out of it for me because it was just a momentary flub and the performance went very well overall. And I was very proud. I'm sorry to boast on the podcast, but I was very proud of myself.
1: Well, I'm very proud. And I think that it's important that you came away with that feeling that to make a mistake is just to make a mistake. It's not. People weren't snickering and falling off their chairs. You just made a mistake.
0: Um, uh, exactly right. And uh maybe I wish it hadn't come in the very first moment, but uh that's when it decided to arrive. So Yeah. But the yeah. second movement, which I was really nervous around about because it's much faster and more difficult, um, that really went better than I had expected. So that was pretty exciting.
1: Well, there's the trade off, right?
0: I guess. So there's some sort well, of cosmic probably that balance. Little bit of nerve,
1: you got it out of the way and then you move on, <laughs> That's right?
0: That's right. That's right. So we all play our, our deal and everybody plays quite nicely. Um uh, although the guy who went after me had one of those big puffy jackets on and he didn't take it off. And so the whole time he was kind of rustling and bustling, you know? Just this. Hmm.
1: Um poor recital choice, huh? <laughs>
0: Just And at one point between the movements of this Mozart sonata he was playing, he kind of adjusted and, like, loosened it up. I just wanted to go up there and slip it off. Like, I really considered for a second, like, maybe it would be helpful if I go up there and take it off. But then I thought, maybe he wants to be warm. I don't know. Like, yeah, um, that was weird. But he played quite nicely. I really admire this guy's playing. And then the Steinway lady gets up and um, Anna um, characterized it as kind of like a timeshare situation where like you can't you can't escape and you have to listen to the whole pitch obviously it was not on that to that extent but after everybody played we had to have this five minute demonstration of the of this marvelous piano we had just played on um this Spirio uh Model D Steinway Concert Grand Spirio R because it can record you so she played us this um recorded performance from this like world-class pianist and um I just feel like I'm being showed up by the piano at that point. You at know? that
1: point, yeah. Like,
0: hey, you know, I'm sorry I'm not a, a, as good as the, the machine in the piano, but I'm doing my right. best here. Um, That's right. So she gives this whole spiel and there's a whole quiz about, like, when did Steinway make their first piano, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then at the end she says, does anybody have any questions for me? And um, this one girl's family, uh, someone raises her hand and says, yes, well, how much is this? magical okay. machine <laughs> Do you want to guess 50? 50
1: 50,000 Yeah $225,000 Oh my god wow Yeah Uh well, I've always wa- Liked the idea of a player piano
0: <laughs> Well, that's what this is. It's the best p- player it piano does in everything. the world.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's that's quite incredible but it records you I mean that's really if you were really 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 serious that 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 would be amazing
0: oh I'm not serious enough for you
1: okay no I don't think you're that serious I mean you could buy a house for that (laughs) I don't know where but you could buy a house for that
0: yeah you could buy one in New Hampshire for that for sure
1: probably I'm just going to say that Yeah. yeah
0: A lot of places wow. you could get a house for that, sure. Uh, that
1: is quite impressive. That well, you quite keep it,
0: see now it's happening. The piano is showing me up. You're so enamored yeah. with the piano yeah. now. You've there's a flesh and blood human That's being great. on the other end of the line, Mom, who can play the piano. We don't need the That's machine great. to do it for
1: us. I know, I know. But now there'll be Christmas presents under the tree for the piano that can do it all. <laughs>
0: Christmas presents really, for could, the piano—is that what you, that's what you're saying? Yeah, yes, yeah, I love yes. it. <laughs> I could picture it. Oh, sorry, Johnny, <laughs> nothing for you this year, but piano. Oh, you've been a very good piano. Yes, that's Merry right. Christmas, one and all. A
1: cloth for you and a some <laughs> new sheet music sorry. and
0: candelabra.
1: Ooh, yes, I didn't even think of that. Well, I haven't given it much thought. so. <laughs>
0: But now you will.
1: There you go. But <laughs> now I will.
0: Good. I understand you have a question for me.
1: I do have a question for you. Um, this happened when I was in Colorado. We were out one day, and I had on my Doug Herring T-shirt. Do you know the one I mean? Keith Herring? Hmm?
0: Keith Herring? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's who I mean. I went, I went, I went out on a date with him.
0: Doug, that's his lesser-known cousin, Doug Herring. Not much of an artist, but an excellent insurance salesman.
1: Well, that's so embarrassing. I know it didn't sound right, but it was so familiar, and now I know why. I'm sorry. Doug! I had all my key
0: <laughs> well, you did say it with such confidence. I had to stop for a second and just be like, "Is there a duck, and a herring, or <laughs> you really just?"
1: Oh my god! T- awful. Okay, all right. Actually, so... I, I and I never really went out on a date with him. I just tried to get out of a date with him. So uh, that's, that's a story for another time. Um... Oh wait,
0: wait, wait! I missed that. Maybe I was talking over you. You so you knew a guy. This was a guy you used to date.
1: Well, I didn't date him. He wanted to date me, but I didn't really want to date him. Oh, oh,
0: there must be many stories like that in the Bonnie Tatey (laughs)
1: scrapbook. His name was Doug (laughs) Hair.
0: You had a sweatshirt on in Colorado. Okay, strange, but... All yes. right, so we're resetting. So You're to... in Colorado visiting my sister yes. Jenna, and you have on a sweatshirt with a Keith Haring design. Keith Haring is a famous pop artist. Uh, go ahead.
1: And it's the one that has the drawings on it of the people that are sort of like in a dog position.
0: Okay, yep.
1: Okay, and it has colors on it. It's a it's cute, you know, it's mm-hmm. a cute little T-shirt. And a woman um, in a store walked up to me and said, oh, I love your lizards. And I made a split second decision on how to handle that. I would like to know how you would have handled that. And then I'll tell you what Mm, I
0: did. Okay. I would have said, oh, thanks.
1: That's what I said. (laughs) 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's but, no need to get any deeper into it. She doesn't, you know, right. maybe she would care. I mean, who knows? But she probably doesn't care. And you had a nice human interaction that way. And every she's none the wiser, and the world is a better place. I think that was the right choice to make. But it is so okay. tempting to say, well, actually.
1: Right. <laughs> because now I'm thinking, well, she thinks I love lizards, and I really don't, and, Maybe she loves lizards and I've misled her. She's gonna go home and look for this t shirt and then I thought, ah, oh, you're really overthinking this. Who cares?
0: <laughs> yes. So and it, it all happens yeah. in a second. I know exactly the thought process
1: you're right. talking about. Right. It was a and and I was sort of proud that I didn't get into it and, you know, explain and show her and you know, I was really very proud of myself that I didn't do that because that it really it would be my tendency. <laughs> Would not, it? not because I, I don't know. I think so. You know, if we were on the subway, and you know, sitting together, I might have taken it on.
0: Mm. that's a good point. That's a good point. The um, ooh, yes, the context matters because on the subway, you're stuck with the person for a while, whereas right. in the store, you know, it's it's really. The default mode there is a momentary encounter, um, right? So, That's right. yeah, maybe if I were on the subway, I would still say, "Oh, thanks," because then I would really?
1: face,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would face the prospect of the rest of the subway ride being me explaining this the sweatshirt. And I don't know about you, but my knowledge of Keith Herring only goes so deep. Um right. So, what can we talk about beyond that? And we're now we're sitting right. next to each other.
1: That's right. And maybe you've opened a can of worms at that point. Maybe,
0: yeah. I plus, hate it. To...
1: Plus, your idea of a ride on the subway is very different than mine. I oh, that's that.
0: that's true. It's like you're on the Disneyland monorail when you're on the subway, right? Yeah,
1: that's right. And you're—I mean, I, I have to say, I know I've told this story before, but I remember being on the subway <laughs> with you, and the three mariachi players got on and. And you looked up from whatever game you were playing on your phone and said, "Ugh," <laughs> and, and and I was enthralled because then they they all played their instruments and got off at the next stop. <laughs> but I yep. still can hear you looking up and saying, Ugh.
0: "Yeah." You know, I did that a few times while I was watching the this week's review, too, but we'll, we'll get to that in a little while. Um, <laughs> first of all, I'd like to uh, review some of the uh, last-minute submissions for our listener contest, which is now closed, okay? So I know I'm going to get some more entries in the next few weeks, and uh, we love you. You're going to get along to this podcast, and you're going to realize, oh, shoot, I was too late, um, but... As of October 22nd, the posting of this podcast, the latest listener contest is closed. Now, you want to hear some of the lines people came up with this week, Mom?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the contest was for people to just send in their favorite utterance of Mom from the great history of Pop Mom. And people went back into the Mom on Pop era, too, which I love. We had some longtime fans digging up stuff from
1: like five
0: years ago. Yeah, it was great. Um But I wanted to read a few of the – Chooch My Wang, definitely a popular choice. Uh, um, Let's see what else we had. Uh, Libby B. writes in and said that the Michael Cohen episode was full of great quotes, and her personal favorite was, I wouldn't spend 10 cents to spend time with these Trumpies. Which doesn't entirely make sense, but I agree. I like the spirit of it.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay.
0: Um, it's Disappointment followed by di- <laughs> Diarrhea. That's a reason I like
1: that one, too. <laughs> what was that
0: about? Oh, Golden Corral Buffet? About the golden <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, that got two votes, in fact. Let's see. Jill S. Lo- loves by Johnny, I Love You.
1: Yeah.
0: Very nice. Uh, just a couple more here. Um, Christy Skalecki likes... Maybe I time-traveled, which you know I'm against. <laughs> she thinks that was from the Card Sharks and Press Your Luck episode. What? I don't remember what that was about. It rings familiar, but I don't know what that was. Here's my favorite. You ready? This person wrote in with two that I thought were uh, were excellent. And this these, this is from an old episode. And this person didn't send in their name. They just sent it from their phone. All I've got is a phone number. I guess I can reach them. I don't need to reach them because they didn't win the random drawing. But in any case... um. Anonymous sends in, um, this is from the episode we did about Gotham. Wow, that was way back. I really don't want people to judge me, but I do judge you. (laughs) That's a good, that really sums up a lot of your point of view, I feel, Mom, isn't it? It does. It
1: does. There's nothing like a hypocrite, but, you know. um, (laughs) God, how embarrassing. I'm ashamed. That's
0: a good one. Uh, that was a. It was very entertaining to read all these entries, and I'm sorry I can't get to all of them. Uh, but uh, the, this was a fun contest for us, and now we, uh, thanks to the random number generator at uh, random dot org, we have selected a winner. It's Jill B whose favorite mom line was disappointments followed by diarrhea. Well, no disappointment for you, Jill, but maybe some diarrhea because you have won a jar of apple jelly from whatever that place is called. That's right. What is it? Big something? I don't
1: remember. King Blossom.
0: King Blossom Apple Farm King, in that's New That's right uh you've won a jar of apple jelly and maybe some other goodies uh we will be in touch soon to get uh you a mailing address of your preference for your prize package and you know what mom why don't we just we'll pick a couple honorable mentions and a couple other people will get a okay. surprise you down with that
1: i'm down with that. okay
0: we'll do that off the air so a couple other people uh will get we'll pick another couple names out of the hat because mom if you're gonna do it you might as well send out more than one care package right
1: well, then mine as well.
0: You're going to the post office.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I don't go every day, but yeah. yes, sir.
0: Well, just play along.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, shall we move on to our review?
1: We shall. Yeah,
0: okay. Uh, this week, Mom and I are talking about modern love. For 15 years, the New York Times Modern Love column has considered love humanity's fundamental virtue, and most complex emotion. Specifically, it has considered what well-to-do Manhattan elites think about the nature of love. Now, Modern Love brings that much-needed perspective to television with an anthology series on Amazon Prime Video. Drawing on the deep wellspring of self-absorption at the heart of the Modern Love column, each self-contained half-hour of this program features many of your favorite stars reciting lines that, ostensibly, Explore the rich human experience of love. Here's a clip. I'll call you. Okay.
1: Good night, Guzman.
0: Who is this? (sighs) That was Mark. I did not like him. Save it. He's not for you. He's a weak man with no self-control.
1: How can you tell that from 30 feet away?
0: You learned a lot about a man through the scope of a sniper rifle. He will not be calling you.
1: Oh, yeah, he absolutely will be calling me.
0: Ever. He will never be calling you. God, I looked so good tonight, okay? I was so funny,
1: I was scintillating, I wore my fig perfume, which is apparently impossible to resist. I mean, do you, do you
0: wanna bet? I cannot bet on a certainty. It is against my principles. Good night, Miss Mitchell. The debut season of Modern Love is now available to stream on Amazon Prime Video. Grab your remotes. Mom, is this show more romantic love or more tennis love? Which is to say zero.
1: Oh, I think it's I think it's a little bit of everything. It's all different kinds of love. Oh, really? And I, yes, I enjoyed it. I I did not see, I think, the last two episodes. But I thought there was, you could come away with every episode with something.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to have to hold on tight to my desk for this one because this is one of the worst things I have ever watched for this podcast.
1: Oh, my God. We have watched horrible shit for this podcast. This is not that. Oh, yeah.
0: This is bad. Wow. No. This is deeply bad.
1: No. <laughs> Which ones did you watch?
0: Okay. I could only make it through two. Okay? Okay. Um, I watched the first one with the Magic Doorman. Um, yeah. And I watched the one with Tina Fey where they spend half the time playing tennis badly. For no apparent reason. Uh, Like, we get the metaphor. We get the metaphor. Marriage is a game of tennis.
1: No, no, no. That is not what I came away with. No, and I'm going to just... You listen to me.
0: (laughs) I always do, and I will.
1: Okay. To me, the Tina Fey episode was... I get what you're saying. You know, that there were... That she felt... Like, she wasn't the biggest part of it, and he had other interests, and um, they were going to marriage counseling. But to me, it was a tiny picture of marriage that, that I would describe as a rocket ship launching, and the beginning is you know has a lot of force to it and there's everything is great the sex is great the stories are new the experiences that you have together are all new but as the as the propellant burns away and the rocket detaches from the boosters there's another phase of marriage that is comfortable and accepting and yeah you both know each other's habits that are annoying but you're in it for the long haul and it's worth it it's not always going to be the same the fire the burning the 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 force it changes and you have to accept that and see what's there still are you crying yet?
0: Well, I'm very. I think that's, a, first of all, beautifully put. I think it's a great insight, <clears throat> and I think that you are speaking to something that is discernible in this episode. So, first of all, bully for you as a critic for pulling that, pulling that out. Because yes, okay. I think what you're saying is true. I think you have put it about ten times more eloquently than the storytelling in this episode um, conveyed it. I guess I'll I guess I'll say that. So, okay. um, I do. I'm I'm kind of caught because I think it's a good analysis of this story of Tina Fey and John Slattery, who you may remember from Mad Men, um, uh, and. He was uh, on Sex and the City back in the day, so it kind of reminded me of that, too.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So This
0: is a similar-feeling show, uh, and their marriage is not doing too well. He's away a lot, and they don't really feel uh, fully included in each other's lives, even though they're ostensibly partners. Um, it's not—and this, you know, I kind of sneered at the Modern Love column um, in my intro, too, because— In the same way, I feel that the modern love column does have insights to offer, but it's all, um, you know, like I feel like the doorman episode sums up the modern love column so, so well. Like, oh, let's explore my relationship with the doorman at my luxury high rise. Like, it's not just there's this feeling like because it happens in New York and because it happens in the elite circles of New York, there's an extra added meaning to it. And I'm sorry. Just no, not quite like that. I mean, uh, we'll get to the doorman episode in a second. And then I want to hear about the other episodes that I didn't watch. But this Tina Fey episode, like what about the what was the point of the therapy? Because we it seems like the point of the therapy and was for the therapist to set up the next scene like, oh, you should do something together, go dancing or go to have a drawing class. And they end up playing yes, tennis and that right. gives them something to argue about. They go through this therapy. They cast this therapist. I think maybe she's played a therapist before, but she has this sort of judgy face. Um, that she makes so it seems like she's just there to sort of be exasperated by them and then there's the scene in the dinner where tina fey has a catharsis and they decide that they can move on together and like really that didn't happen in months of therapy but it happens at just the perfect time in this little restaurant i just think the storytelling was really clumsy and not uh, not subject to Uh, The complexities of uh, of human interaction and not conveyed with any degree of craft or surprise. Every metaphor was just flat on the screen. And the main metaphor was them playing tennis uh, endlessly. With no particular spirit to their performance and no particular meaning to be drawn from it other than, oh, marriage is a game where you have to agree on the rules and um, play with each other seemingly endlessly. I mean, that last scene where they play tennis and the song is going, we're not going to talk about the war days. Like, I get it. We don't need five minutes of that. But we've had five minutes of me ranting. So now you have your rebuttal.
1: Well, I think I, I can't say that you're not valid. Okay. And maybe, maybe I attached something to it that, you know, wasn't there. Okay. But that's how I, Mm -hmm. that's how I filtered it. And, you know, I think about things like, this is what it makes me think of. I had a friend who couldn't have been more different than her husband. And one time I said to her, how, how did you fall in love with him? And she said, we were on a date and there was a woman on the side of the road with a flat tire and he pulled over and he fixed her tire for her. He replaced her tire for her. And that's when she decided she wanted to marry him. To me, I think sometimes the the weight we give to our reasons sounds crazy to other people. It, traditionally, it would be, "Well, I got to know him. I love his family. He's he's a very kind person. We enjoy so much of the same things. Um, you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> all it's all good, but sometimes there's just one quirk, one little in the road that 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 turns you around and doesn't make sense to anyone else, but it works it works to make the magnets come together.
0: That's well put. So you're saying that um the tennis game is not such a ridiculous symbol is basically what you're
1: saying. Well I didn't think it was I thought I thought it was very cute when he said, shall we keep playing? And she smiled and said, yeah. Yeah. And I liked that. I just liked that moment.
0: I was just kind of hoping she would say, no, that's all right. We're done playing because the people have been watching us play tennis for a very long time now. And so let's just go home and let the show end. But instead she said, yes, let's play some more. And so the show continued.
1: All right. Well, that's, that's how you...
0: Absorbed it. Uh, Well, you absorbed it much more richly than I did. Let's talk about Magic Doorman. Now, did you like Magic Doorman, too? I forget what this episode is actually called, but it might as well be called. uh, When the doorman is your main man. Here's the description for this one. Ours was a common and unsung friendship. That between women living in New York, single and alone, and the doormen who take care of them acting as gatekeepers, bodyguards, confidants, and father figures. I mean, Coop, would you give me a break? And this
1: Yeah, I didn't like this
0: one. Oh, okay. Thank God. You know, I was really getting ready to feast on this show with you cuz I thought you would hate it as much as I did. I'm I'm yeah. glad it went a different way cuz I think it's um it's a fun podcast when we disagree and usually we get a lot of insights that way. But I'm glad you thought this one was bad because it it was bad, right?
1: Uh, So many of these were bad. I'm going to tell you the truth. You just happened to pick one that I sort of interpreted to a way that pleased me. But I didn't like many of them. Oh, Um, I see. Yeah. Well, you didn't ask me. No, I didn't. So now I'm telling. No, I didn't. So now I'm telling you. Well, you did say it was um, some of
0: both at the beginning. so uh, yeah, I did. But you were so head over heels for the Tina Fey one. Yeesh. Um, but this one was definitely worse than the Tina Fey one.
1: Oh, the, the, I think... Uh, uh, I only saw six. Now, mind you, there's two I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think I could recommend this to anyone. I mean, unless you were absolutely you know, snowbound and and desperate for something to keep you company. The doorman thing was so, you know, the only experience I have with a doorman was when you lived in New York City in an apartment building that had doormen and you had a door that had two locks on it and I got the keys all mixed up and then I didn't know if the door was unlocked and I finally had to go back downstairs realizing that they could watch me on closed-circuit television, desperately trying to get into your house. And uh, they had to come up and open the door for me. (laughs) But I can't imagine that they really would have cared about...
0: (laughs) Your love life?
1: Well, yeah. My love life, my grocery delivery, uh, you know, came in the mail. When would they have time for that?
0: Well, they'd care about your grocery delivery, but... uh that's that's their job.
1: Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean it's just it's just too it's too ridiculous. I mean, what's going on in his life that that he has all this time to to devote to it's just it's just too much.
0: Yeah, so the story in this one is that um this woman um uh, she's not that great at uh, picking relationships. And she has this doorman um, who used to be in the military and like has an Eastern European accent. Um, And he like, he looks through his mental uh, rifle scope to uh, figure out these guys right away. And he has this huge influence on her life and um, is basically her dad. Um, But he's just this magical being who knows all. Um, I do... I mean, the story is awfully precious, too much, as you said, on its own. But the execution was... You know, the baseline was trite. But then there were moments, very weird moments, like when they literally... um, Superimpose a rifle scope on the screen while the doorman is looking at looking at her latest bow, um, which I thought was a pretty graphic image that we didn't need to um,
1: have put in our
0: minds. Uh, weird. Well, and
1: given his accent, you know, which was kind of Nazi-like. <laughs> well- I mean, you
0: know, it, it just was a... It it was a hard thing to feel, to feel. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: okay. Do you know what yes. I'm saying? He had a
0: very hard edge to him, yes. Um, I mean, he... I think we, having grown up in the Cold War, we associate that Eastern European accent maybe with the touch of James Bond villainy, and when you have him looking down this imaginary rifle scope at a person it can't help but be unsettling and it doesn't really make you feel close to him or want to be your father yeah (laughs) um and uh but i think that the episode was summed up at the end when he says uh i was never looking at the men i was looking in your eyes Yeah. Oh God! Uh, to see what you thought in your in your deepest recesses, holy, holy! Right. I'm still. If I can up tell from that,
1: that from across the street, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, let me let me re, you know backtrack here a little bit. I didn't mean to offend any Nazis. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. You got to be careful in 2019 America about offending.
1: Those yeah, Nazis. well, there's probably a few of them left. So I just I wanted to cover all our bases. Yeah. Well,
0: mom always means to offend Nazis, of course. Uh, but uh, right. We don't mind that. We'll offend hey, yeah, Nazis okay. on this show. All right.
1: um, maybe maybe that's the only people I should offend.
0: That's good. That's good. Well, I think you did. I think maybe you also offended um, Russian doormen.
1: Oh, oh. or Eastern European doorman.
0: I don't know where McCooley was from, and I I couldn't.
1: Sometimes sometimes the brush sweeps widely, you know. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) well, well, speaking about this one, interestingly enough, there is a uh, an episode about a girl that is really looking for dad love.
0: Yeah, yeah, I um, watched. A little bit of that one, just so that I could yes. talk about it in the intro. And uh,
1: Well, if you could pick that one up with tweezers and put it in the trash can, I think that's <laughs> best how to describe it. Oh,
0: I'm eating this up. God, you really threw me when we started with that Tina Fey episode, because you, <laughs> first of all, you did speak so beautifully about it and had this really, you know, deep and um, wise insight to pull out of it. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I hated that episode, which I still do. But um, but I'm thinking, like, did I miss this? Did I miss a lot with this with this series? Maybe I should have watched all of what did I do? So I'm so yeah. reassured to hear that it is, in fact, as generally as terrible as I thought.
1: Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. It was like, and this is probably the worst thing I could say about it. It was like watching a bunch of mini Hallmark movies.
0: ah. Oh exactly what i said at the end of the first one i um i Anna said like do we know who you know who wrote or directed that or like who you know what is their pedigree that's not the word their resume you know but you know what i mean right she thought a
1: dog wrote it <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah maybe if a dog <laughs> wrote it i would be like okay good job yeah
1: not bad <laughs> yeah
0: pretty good for a dog But I'm pretty sure a person wrote it. And um, yeah, I said it like I think they cut their teeth on the Hallmark Channel because that's. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It it was also like, here's what I feel and here's what this image means. And here's what's going to happen. And then it happens.
1: (laughs) So Don't be fooled. There's no spoilers. Did you see any of the one with Anne Hathaway? No. Or she's bipolar? No. And she's, you know, very up, up, up as bipolar people can be, and then very down, down, down. And the, you know, she picks up men in the supermarket, and uh, you know, it's kind of whirlwind. And then she shuts down and doesn't answer her phone, and you know, she's because she's in the depression part of it. And um, the one person um, that takes time to really talk to her as another woman in the office. Um, And this one is hard to comment on because, you know, bipolar is something that so many people suffer with Mm. and, and it's so difficult to medicate correctly. And so I think we should just leave that one alone.
0: Okay. I mean, you brought it up, but okay.
1: Well, I thought we should touch on a few of the other ones. Okay. What else? Two, let's see. Oh, my God. Did you see any of the first date? One, the guy who has this girl in his apartment and they're on their first date and they're, they're being silly and whatever. And he cuts himself badly and so badly that he has to have her call the ambulance to come take him to the hospital. And most of their date happens in the hospital. And I just thought, oh, my God. Who who could even stand themselves enough to write something like this? Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah.
0: Maybe I should watch it's, this one because I do kind of enjoy hating it.
1: Well, you you will hate this one. I couldn't tell, uh, and uh, and I'll tell you this is not a spoiler, but I figure I I thought I thought there was going to be a corker at the end, and that it was going to turn out that his date was really a man, <laughs> which wasn't even, that, what? it's not even close. Yeah, well, that's what I thought, because I thought there there has to be more than this just floating down stream. You know, there has to be a waterfall. There there was no tension. There, it was just stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's the general vibe I got. There's just stuff. Stuff happens, and it pretty much happens, happens one step in front of the other. Um, I did feel like, um, Tina Fey, like in therapy, they said what was going to happen and then it, it happened. Right. Uh, what is your uh, grade for Modern Love, Mom?
1: I'm going to give it a D plus. Uh-oh. <laughs>
0: oh. I think that's sad trombone for sure, right?
1: That is sad trombone, yes.
0: Although it's plus.
1: It is a plus because... I did think there was something to be gleaned from one of them. But, the, you know, and that's the Tina Fey one. But I think that until you, until you uh, get rid of your boosters and whatnot, you don't really understand that kind of love. So, mm.
0: Well, I, I, I'm glad you illuminated that for our listeners. Like I said, that's good criticism, Mom. Thank you. So what sound effects should we uh, have to indicate the plus attached to the D? Got a ding? Should we have a little ding?
1: Mm, I think we need a splat.
0: A splat. I don't have a splat. Um, I have a part of the WKRP in Cincinnati theme song. (laughs) I'm never gonna take that out of there. that would classify. <laughs> That's a D plus now. D plus is sad trombone followed by a little bit of the WKRP theme. So, you know, it's, it's okay. It's got a little little fun at the end. That's what a D okay. plus is now. Until I forget and do something else. Uh, Mom, yeah. oh, I, I this is, we're flying by the seat of our pants here because I forgot to ask you before the podcast, do you have a recommendation this week?
1: Um, I do have a recommendation. Oh, it's a book that I'm, I just read. It's called Mrs. Everything by Jennifer Wiener, Weiner W E I N E R. This was recommended to me by your sister Jenna and um at first I thought it was a whole book about women having sex, but it's really about a family and people making choices and Um, I have enjoyed it very much.
0: So what you just described to me sounds like something of a letdown. (laughs) (laughs) Right?
1: Well, it's about...
0: (laughs) I thought it was going to be about people having sex all the time. It turns out to be about a family making choices. So, A+. (laughs) But
1: did I pique your interest?
0: Yeah, you did. You had me. There you go. It's like that old National Lampoon ad. Sex. Now that I have your attention,
1: <laughs> well there does seem to be quite a bit of that in here. Um and uh it, it's okay. <laughs> it won't hurt you. You know, it, this is just something that's that's on my mind again with with all the unacceptance in the United States right now and I'm just tired of it. Um I just want everybody to be what they are and be happy. That's what I really, really want.
0: Well, I agree. Where did that uh, take me across the bridge? You just walked there, though.
1: Well, it, it's about a young uh, a girl, two two daughters and a mother. And one of the daughters is gay and finds out or discovers it in high school, you know, that she's attracted to girls. And she has a girlfriend in high school, but her mother won't have it because it doesn't look right and it's not the Mm. right thing. And she ends up getting married to a man and, um, you know, there's your whole life. There's your whole life, you know, that she, Mm. and he ends up leaving her. um, And so, you know, it's just uh, that kind of a, that kind of a thing. There's, There's a lot more to it than that. But to me, it just is a sad way to live. It's a sad way to have to live your life because you think society requires that of you.
0: I got to go. I got to go back to one more email after we after we do this. But give us the title and the author again.
1: The title is Mrs. Everything by Jennifer Weiner.
0: Okay. And it's wall-to-wall sex, Mom says. So pick it up at your local library. <laughs> it, uh,
1: it is from the library.
0: I- <laughs> I laugh because um, somebody who wrote into the contest I just remembered um, said that they love being your uh, Goodreads friend. I'm just trying to find the the email here because uh, they had a review that you had left. No, so you you review stuff on on your Goodreads, right? <clears throat>
1: I do. I don't I don't leave much of a review, but I do list all the books that I read.
0: Um she said that you gave this review to uh the book 50 things that aren't my fault. Kathy Guyswhite's self-esteem is still at the bottom of the office shredder. <laughs> so um Andrea or Andrea C, uh, who wrote in, uh, she's she's your she loves being your Goodreads friend. Uh, so people can go on Goodreads and search for Bonnie Tatey, and you'll come up. Is yeah, that how it works. Um, it's B O N N E Y if you're looking. Yeah. You wouldn't mind having more friends on Goodreads, right? No. Okay. Uh, that'll do it, as far as I'm concerned. If that's all right with you, Mom.
1: Mm, I'm done. You're done. <laughs> Okay,
0: then that'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. Um, This is embarrassing, but what should we talk about?
1: Oh, oh, I know. Today. Yeah, something interesting.
0: Oh, okay. Woof, you saved me there. All right, something interesting next week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, now I'm going to emphasize this a little more this week, because, you know, Pop Mom is a show about people. People talking with people about stuff that we've both watched or listened to or read or what have you. And that's why I say at the end of every episode, tell your friends, because it is a very Pop Mom way to spread the word. So tell your friends about Pop Mom. I mean it. If you're having a conversation about podcasts, just bring it up. It may be a little awkward at first, but just say, stop everything and listen to this podcast, Pop Mom. Your friends will under. You should yell it, too, just like that. Your friends will understand now, if you found out about Pop Mom from a friend of yours, well, now it's time for you to pass it on. So I'm just saying, at your next cocktail party, student mixer, what have you, get up on the top of a table and say, Hey, hey, everybody, listen right now. Subscribe to Pop Mom on your iPhone. That's all we ask. That's not too much, is it, Mom?
1: Yeah, I don't know how to do that.
0: Get on up on top of a table?
1: I know how to do that. I don't know how to subscribe to it on
0: my phone. Well, all you have to do is yell it. You don't have to have to actually do it. <laughs> I yeah. can do that. Yeah, right. All right. So go yell. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye,
1: Johnny. I love
0: you. Love you, too.